Most High God. Good, good morning. It's your brother Mike Dillard coming live and direct from Honolulu, Hawaii at 3.05 in the morning. Yes. Hey, I love it. The Holy Spirit wakes me up. I get to spend time with him, quiet time. It's, it's just an amazing time. So anyway, we're, he has me busy this morning, sending out things to, to the body of Christ. So one thing that just... Um, one thing that just stood out to me as I was, uh, you know, doing my daily confessions about Deuteronomy 28 and the blessings that God has on my life because I'm fully submitted to the Lord. So those blessings are now in effect. Um, when I wasn't fully submitted to the Lord, I was singing and dancing about the blessings from Deuteronomy 28 and I was actually walking in the curses. So I made a video before about the, uh, the if-then the if statement. And a lot of people want to disqualify or just skip over the, the if-then statement. They're prerequisites. It's just like going to college, right? You take a class. Oh, I want to take this college course. Or oh, what are the prerequisites? Well, you know, well, it's, it's, it's college. It's calculus. But unless you took college-level algebra, you can't take that class. Oh, well, I best I better not even sign up for that class because I know I didn't take that class. That's how it works. So anyway, I hadn't planned on coming out talking about Deuteronomy 28, but <laughs> it's coming up. So as it comes up, I'm just going to put it out because obviously it's something that needs to be said. So please, please make sure that you are actually paying attention to the details, the fine words. Everybody wants to sing and dance about the big words, all oh, the blessings and the blessings. But they missed the fine print, which really isn't even fine print. It's the same size as the other words. It's the same size font. It's just that people have selective sight. You know, people see what they want to see. We want the blessings, but we don't want to do the little if the, the part that says if then. If you obey, then God will do this. If you observe and do all, then you get all of this stuff. But the sad fact is that most most Christians or people that are saying that they're Christians, I just have to say that, and that's going to lead me to another part of this lesson. Um, they're saying that, but they're not doing it. So in other words, their, their father, their father has actually given them these gifts. They, they've, they're, they're there. They're there for them to have. You can have these gifts. But he's saying, look, if you do these things, then I'll give you this. It's like for the for the for the teenager who's 16 or 17, if they grew up in like a, a median income or maybe like a, a very wealthy home and, and the parents said, hey, you know, <clears throat> hey, little Johnny, you know, if you get straight A's this year, I'm going to buy you a car for your, you know, for your 17th birthday. <gasps> little Johnny is like all lit up, right? He, he knows I, I got to get these A's. He's studying. He's doing all this stuff. Why? He wants those A's because he wants that gift and that's the only way he's going to get that gift <clears throat> is to meet those requirements it's the same thing your father in heaven has given you so much it's so much but there are requirements on it there are stipulations we cannot act like the world and think we're going to get god's blessings and when i say god i mean the lord jesus christ i don't mean the god of this world I mean, Jesus, right? We can't act like the world and think we're going to get the blessings from the Lord. It doesn't work like that. He is holy. 
And in this season, the Holy Spirit is waking up the church. He's quickening the body of Christ. And he's calling us to walk in holiness. He was sharing this with me a few years ago, how the scripture says, without holiness, no one will see the Lord. There's these beautiful gems. They're not hidden. They're right there in the Bible. And, and people just run right over it. Because we don't want to see that. We want to see what we want to see. But then there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be very surprised when they get left behind when Jesus comes to rapture the church. And it's those things there, right? The Bible talks about having a fear of God. This is not a little song and dance video, right? This is serious. This is it's warfare. It's time to take dominion. So more and more as the Holy Spirit leads me, you're going to see these. The, the tenor of my message is going to change, right? It's not, hey, hey, you know, sometimes it's time for that. And sometimes it's it's time for war, right? It's time to suit up, right? Suit up and let's hit it. That's what time it is, right? Playtime is over. The enemy is not shooting with blanks. They're real bullets. And guess what? We had better be shooting back with real bullets, and don't and your and your aim needs to be accurate. You don't miss. How do you have accurate aim? You have accurate aim by being in the Word of God. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Says it's go time, right? You must be in the Word of God. I cannot even begin to tell you an exact number of how many Christians I've talked to. And they say, we don't read the word of God. And then they get defensive and start trying to justify themselves because what's happening is the Holy Spirit is convicting them, right? And, you know, they don't like the conviction. They feel like you're trying to corner them. When I did no such thing, I just asked you a question, right? Or I put up a statement. Like I put up that statement earlier, right? I, I made a quick reel. I'm starting to understand how to use these reels and they're pretty great. <laughs> You can come in for like 15 seconds, say something, in and out, bam, boom, done, right? Don't take long. But, you know, I was talking about how if you're not reading your Bible every day, I mean, the book of 1 John says we need to examine ourselves. That's a tough book. I remember every time the Holy Spirit would have me go on the 1 John, I'd be like, oh, man, this is a tough book <clears throat> because it's telling you. It literally says examine yourself. And ask yourself, are you even a believer? Are you even a Christian? <clears throat> right? You got to ask yourself. And it's tough, but if you're not doing that, see, the Bible says to make peace with the king while he's way off, while he's afar off. So it's better that we do this now. Don't wait until you stand before Jesus for him to be like, I never knew you away from me. What? What do you mean? What do you mean? Right? See? We can either stick our head in the sand and act like an ostrich and ignore what is in the Bible. Clearly, Jesus doesn't hide anything. He acts mysteriously. He puts everything in plain sight. <clears throat> That's why people don't have any excuses. And people that say they're Christians really don't have any excuses because they, we, have been exposed to the word of God. We just chose to blow it off and, you know, sing and dance about what, what felt good to us. But the Bible talks about it's a, the word of God. It's a double-edged sword, right? It don't feel good. You're getting cut by a double-edged sword. It does not feel good, right? It's, it's, it's dividing asunder between the soul and the spirit. That's what the Bible says. 
So that doesn't sound like that's a, a pleasant thing. You're dividing a son, you're cutting something that's so deep inside of me. I can't tell between my soul and spirit and you're going to cut that thing. That's what the word of God does. That's why Satan does not want the church to be in the word of God, right? The book of Joshua tells you meditate day and night and therein, right? It, it, it's promises attached to the Bible. He tells you read it day and night and don't just read it. You meditate on it. Christians, we, we meditate different than the rest of the world meditates. The rest of the world, when they meditate, um, um, you know, um, they're looking at a candle, they're doing this and that, right? Man, that is all satanic. It's meant to empty out your mind so that Satan can put something in your mind, right? Christian meditation is not. Don't get it twisted because the word meditation is in there. You know, the world will be like, yes, we meditate. Don't you meditate? And you have to be very clear. I am a Christian. I do Christian meditation. Oh, what is that? Christian meditation. We read the Bible and then we pick the, we pick the scripture part to see what it means. That is Christian meditation. We don't blank our minds out, right? You as a Christian have to understand the difference in these things because what the devil does it's no different than what he did in, in the Garden of Eden, right? He uses words. <clears throat> he, he uses words to, to trick you to come into agreement with his evil plans. Hello? That's what he did. He used words to trick Eve to get her to do what he wanted her to do. She didn't understand what he was doing, but he used the words. Did God say? She said, God did say. No, no, no. What God meant was this. See? That's how it works. He, he, he trips you up, right? So don't get it twisted. We don't, we meditate, but we don't meditate like Satan has his people meditate, okay? You stay in the word of God. The Bible says that there is a spirit of the antichrist that is in the world right now, right now. So what's happening is when we talk about the, uh, <clears throat> the, the great falling away that's coming and actually has already started, Right. It's already started the great falling away of the church. And what it means is that you have people that actually did. They said the prayer. But Christianity is a, lot, is a lot more than just going to church on one day and saying the prayer. You know, oh, Lord, I'm a sinner. Forgive me. It's so much more than that. Yeah. When you did that. OK, your name was written in the book of life. OK, you, you came before him. But guess what? The Bible also talks about how the cares and the worries of this world will choke it out. Right. It's like a little baby. Like, yeah, the baby was born, but then the mother wouldn't feed the baby. Like what type of horrible mom would do that? But yet there are people that do that. But so was the child born? The child was born. But if you don't feed the child, then the then the child will perish. It's the same way. So don't think that I said a prayer 15 years ago. You know, and it's the whole one saved, always saved, which is not true. It's not true. Right. You have work to do. It is a relationship because think about it. If, if that was the case, if that was true, then why would Jesus say that, you know, many are going to say, Lord, Lord, and he's going to say on that day, I never knew you. So it can't just be I said the prayer and now I'm saved. Once saved, always saved. If that was the case, Jesus never would have said that. You understand what I'm saying? Right. We have to think. 
We have to think and put two to two, two and two together. The Bible calls it reckoning. The Bible says that Abraham reckoned when God told Abraham, take your son, your only son, your firstborn son, take your son and sacrifice that son unto me. The Bible says that Abraham reckoned. In other words, there was an active thinking process that took place in his mind. This is, and this is faith. Faith allows you to think about who God really is. Who is the Lord? Who is he? He told me to do what? Well, the Lord's not going to tell me to do evil. You understand? It's that type of mindset. When you understand who somebody is, that in a sense, that's faith. You have faith in this particular person. You, you have a particular amount of faith in me as a person to say, well, Brother Mike is a godly person. You know, he's scared of the Lord. He's not going to come out here and be saying no mess because he knows he's going to be judged by the Lord. And you are right. <laughs> I don't play that, right? So you have a particular amount of faith in me because you understand me as a person in my character. It's the same way with God. So when God told Abraham, kill your only son, the world looks at that like, he was crazy. What kind of a loving God would do that? Man, you don't even understand the love of God, right? But he was testing Abraham. And Abraham reckoned. Abraham thought, wait, he's in his mind. He's like, wait a minute. <clears throat> God told me the blessing is coming through my son. He, he, all these years he waited. And then miraculously, we did have a child. And now he's telling us to kill the child. Wait a minute. <clears throat> And for somebody that really has faith in the Lord, they're going to think, wait a minute, wait, God wouldn't do that. That's not, okay, what does he mean? Okay, okay. Oh, you understand? You're trying to think and figure out what would God mean. Now, he said what he said. So it's not like God doesn't really mean kill. No, God said kill him. He meant kill him. Okay. But the Bible says Abraham reckoned it meant, okay, that must mean that he's going to raise him from the dead because he is God. He can raise, he, he's not going to lie to me. He told me the promises are coming through my firstborn son. We waited. Now, miraculously, he gave us a son. Now we have the son. <clears throat> my son's a teenager. And now he's telling me to kill my son. God can't lie. So, oh, obviously he's going to raise him up from the dead. Give me the knife, right? <clears throat> he, was, he really was going to kill him. He really was going to kill his son. And then that's why God said, okay, now I know that you really, you really believe me. You really have faith. You really know who I am, right? He reckoned. And Christians, people that are saying we're Christians, we're not reckoning. We're not thinking about the things that God has said. You have to think about it, right? So again, the antichrist spirit is in this world. Its mission is to kill, right? Is to steal, kill, and destroy. Destroy doesn't mean you blow up something. That's what most people think the word destroy means, but that's not what it means. To destroy something means that it has been damaged so much that it can no longer be used for its original purpose. That is to destroy something. That is what Satan wants to do in your life. That's what the spirit of the Antichrist wants to do. It wants to destroy you. You understand you was created for eternal life. When God made Adam and Eve, he didn't make them to die. They weren't supposed to die. Humans weren't supposed to die. We're supposed to live forever. But Satan tricked them in the garden. He tricked them. And then death entered into the world. And so now it is a normal thing for humans to understand that, yeah, we're going to die. 
But Christ came in, the Father, the love of the Father. He sent his only son so that we don't have to die. It is appointed unto every man to die but once. So yeah, we are going to die at least. We're going to die one time, but we don't have to taste the second death. We don't have to taste that. We can have eternal life, okay? But we need to follow his prerequisites. We need to be in the word of God. <clears throat> Satan does everything through deception. He likes to control your mind. And if, if you're not a Christian, if you've never said the prayer, if you have no type of relationship whatsoever with Jesus Christ, you're very easy to control because you have no spiritual covering. You may not want to hear this, but Satan is your God. It is no, there's no gray area. Either Jesus is your God or Satan is your God. There is no gray area. Sorry, you may not want to hear that, but it is the truth. I'd rather tell you the truth than you be heated about it. Then to not tell you the truth, and at least, you know, the, the seed never went in. So it is what it is, <clears throat> okay? Satan wants to control people's minds. Don't let him control your mind. Now, you're a Christian, so it's much harder for him to control your mind. But what he can do is get you to not read the Bible, right? The Lord knows, the Holy Spirit knows, the Father knows. When you read the Bible, it, like, it interrupts the... Um, the hex, like it's like a it's like a hex that 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 Satan, that the spirit of the Antichrist is putting on people. Well, I can't stop them. They're Christians. But what I can do is get them to believe <clears throat> it's okay to not read the Bible every day. Man, they ain't picked up their Bible in weeks and months. It's okay. God knows my heart. That's the worst thing that you can say. <clears throat> the Bible says that the human heart is desperately deceitful and wicked above all else. Who can know it? Yeah, God does know your heart, which is why you would be judged and go to hell. That is not something that you want to lean on, okay? When you read the Bible, it, it, it interrupts or interferes with the hex or the witchcraft that, that Satan is putting on people through that spirit of the Antichrist. You watch TV all day. You, you, you read magazines. You listen to worldly music. <clears throat> people even put images on clothing. Now, this image, that's a good image. But there's a lot of lustful and nasty and disgusting images that are on people's clothing. Why? Because Satan's like, oh, you know, I'm going to get you from every single angle. If you're not going to watch lustful images or you're not going to listen to lustful music, fine, I'll put it on lust. I'll put it on a T-shirt. I'll put it on a car, right? So you're being bombarded every single day. Christians are being bombarded every single day by witchcraft. They're seeking to control the mind. But when you go into the word of God, what happens? Wounds connect. That, that it's severed. Chop! Right? Your mind gets recalibrated. Your spirit gets reset. It's like, whoa, what was I thinking? Oh, man. Then you, you start getting in the word. So you must, if you're a Christian, I'm telling you, you must get in the word every day. Don't make excuses. I didn't get in the word today. There's no excuse. Did you eat that day? Did you drink water that day? Shoot, you probably watched TV that day. Did you watch TV that day? Did you listen to music that day? See, if you understood how important it was, all that other stuff, let's just, just remove it from the table. Let's just go with food. <clears throat> you ate food that day, right? It's a big deal when you don't eat food. When Christians fast, it's a big deal. Why? Because it's not natural to not eat. It's not natural. If you don't eat, you die. If 
you don't eat, you die slowly. That's what fasting is. Like you're dying slowly, right? So your spirit can get stronger and you can hear the Holy Spirit better, right? That's really what's going on. So if you, if it is important for you to eat not just one meal a day, you eat three, at least three meals a day, but you don't read the Bible and you make excuses that it's okay to not read the Bible. Come on now. You, you see the juxtaposition here? You've been deceived. Don't allow yourself to be deceived. The most, I will push meetings back. I'm not playing. If I didn't read the Bible, sometimes I'd be like, you know what? I know I'm supposed to do X, Y, and Z. Guess what? I'm going to read the Bible today. I'm going to stop right now, and I'm going to just take a moment and read the Bible. It's that important, okay? So please, don't allow yourself to be deceived any longer. Read the Bible. Read the Bible every day. Even if you don't feel like reading the Bible, once you have understanding, then you know why you need to read the Bible. You need to read the Bible to reset your mind. You need to read the Bible to break off the witchcraft that the spirit of the Antichrist has been using to lull you to sleep. Go to sleep. Don't read the Bible. Don't be in the word of God. Don't get the truth. Hear my truth, right? That's what he's doing. It's saying it all day long to the entire world. But as the, as the believer in Christ, you must be vigilant and stay in the word of God. And then when you stay in the word of God, the more you stay in the word of God, what happens is you hear the voice of the Holy Spirit way clearer, <clears throat> way better. And then you can hear the counterfeit. You can hear both voices. It's like in the book of Proverbs. There's foolishness that's crying out in the concourse, but there's also wisdom crying out at the same time. And for the believer that stays in the word of God, you will hear both. You'll hear both. And you'll know clear as day, oh, this is God talking to me. I know God's voice. The scripture says, my sheep know my voice. How do my sheep know my voice? Because they listen to me daily in the Bible. People be looking, I'm waiting, God, for you to speak to me. Read the Bible. God, are you going to talk to me? Read the Bible. What is the word of God? It's God's thoughts. It's his word. He's talking to you in the Bible, right? So if you read the Bible, you can hear God talking to you very clearly. And when the devil comes with his foolishness or the spirit of Antichrist, you're going to hear very clearly. You'll hear him be like, that is not God. That is the devil. Oh, wow. You're going to know it. But if you're not reading your Bible daily, you're not going to know it. You're going to be deceived. And the Bible talks about how even the very elect will be deceived in the last days. Don't get it twisted, right? Don't get it twisted. You are not wise enough. You are not smart enough. You are not strong enough. You're not to, to just keep rebuffing what, what is coming at you from every direction in the spirit, you can't even see it. You're not even aware of it. You ain't that strong. In the Holy Ghost, you're strong enough. Reading the Bible daily, you're strong enough. You can make it. You can be okay. If you're not doing those things, guess what? Got you. He already got you. And you don't even realize he already got you. That's how slick the devil is. But God is way better. Okay? He gave you the Holy Spirit. He gave you the Bible. He gave you instructions. This is very important. The most important thing every day is reading your Bible. I don't care if you read one Bible verse. It makes a difference. 
the devil or your mind will be like, it doesn't make a difference. I only read one scripture. The devil is a liar. I'm reading my Bible. As soon as you imagine this, imagine when you crack open your Bible, there's all this light coming up. In a sense, that's what's happening. You look, it says the person that keeps looking intently into the word of God, it's light, it's transforming you, it's changing you, it's setting you free. But if you're not opening up the Bible, you don't get that light. You don't get set free. You must read your Bible. I don't care if it's just one verse a day. Please read your Bible. It's that important. Okay, that was the message. That's the message. Hey, I love y'all with the love of the Lord. I want to see you in heaven. I don't want you to get left behind. I don't want you to get deceived. Okay, Satan is the great deceiver. Don't get deceived. You can't look around at what everybody else is doing and everybody else that's saying they're Christian and they're lusting and they're drinking and they're, you know, they're doing all of this other stuff that they're doing. And like, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. Oh, look, I'm flossing. I'm doing this. I'm wearing this type of clothing. It's like, just because somebody says they're Christian doesn't mean they're a Christian. You know somebody's a Christian by how they act. And the Bible says you know, and you shall know us by our love. It's by the fruits. You can tell whether a child is good or bad by looking at the fruit. Okay, please don't be deceived. I love y'all with the love of the Lord. Have a wonderful day. The Lord bless and keep you. Aloha. What's good?